with special tuition, much older children, and also adults, can make enormous improvement. Nor does it mean that most sixth graders read well enough for all practical purposes. A great many pupils do poorly in high school because of sheer ineptitude in getting meaning from the printed page. They can improve, they need to improve, but they don't. The average high school graduate has done a great deal of reading and if he goes on to college he will do a great deal more, but he is likely to be a poor and incompetent reader. Note that this holds true of the average student, not the person who is a subject for special remedial treatment. He can follow a simple piece of fiction and enjoy it, but put him up against a closely written exposition, a carefully and economically stated argument, or a passage requiring critical consideration, and he is at a loss. It has been shown, for instance, that the average high school student is amazingly inept at indicating the central thought of a passage, or the levels of emphasis and subordination in an argument or exposition. To all intents and purposes, he remains a sixth-grade reader till well along in college. If there was a need for how to read a book thirty years ago, as the reception of the first edition of the book would certainly seem to indicate, the need is much greater today. But responding to that greater need is not the only, nor, for that matter, the main motive in rewriting the book. New insights into the problems of learning how to read, a much more comprehensive and better-ordered analysis of the complex art of reading, the flexible application of the basic rules to different types of reading, in fact, to every variety of reading matter, the discovery and formulation of new rules of reading, and the conception of a pyramid of books to read, broad at the bottom and tapering at the top, all these things, not treated adequately or not treated at all in the book that I wrote thirty years ago, called for exposition and demanded the thorough rewriting that has now been done and is here being published. The year after How to Read a Book was published, A parody of it appeared under the title How to Read Two Books, and Professor I. A. Richards wrote a serious treatise entitled How to Read a Page. I mention both these sequels in order to point out that the problems of reading suggested by both of these titles, the jocular as well as the serious one, are fully treated in this rewriting, especially the problem of how to read a number of related books in relation to one another, and read them in such a way that the complementary and conflicting things they have to say about a common subject are clearly grasped. Among the reasons for rewriting how to read a book, I have stressed the things to be said about the art of reading, and the points to be made about the need for acquiring higher levels of skill in this art, which were not touched on or developed in the original version of the book. Anyone who wishes to discover how much has been added can do so quickly by comparing the present table of contents with that of the original version. Of the four parts, only part two, expounding the rules of analytical reading, closely parallels the content of the original, and even that has been largely recast. The introduction in part one of the distinction of four levels of reading, elementary, inspectional, analytical, and syntopical, is the basic and controlling change in the book's organization and content. The exposition in Part 3, 
of the different ways to approach different kinds of reading materials, practical and theoretical books, imaginative literature, lyric poetry, epics, novels, plays, history, science, and mathematics, social science, and philosophy, as well as reference books, current journalism, and even advertising, is the most extensive edition that has been made. Finally, the discussion of syntopical reading in Part 4 is wholly new. In the work of updating, recasting, and rewriting this book, I have been joined by Charles Van Doren, who for many years now has been my associate at the Institute for Philosophical Research. We have worked together on other books, notably the twenty-volume Annals of America, published by Encyclopedia Britannica, Incorporated in 1969. What is perhaps more relevant to the present cooperative venture in which we have been engaged as co-authors is that during the last eight years, Charles Van Doren and I have worked...